0: To be helpful to you as we get ready for 2024 it's really imperative to think about and to have goals when you hit your targets will you meet your goals or will you freelance with no written goals and be disappointed at the year's end so stay with us as we help you get started for 2024.
2: Well, we're in the midst of the holiday season, but we know there is a new year coming. What should we look at in the new year to shore up our financial plan as we approach retirement? That's what we're covering with Fred Sade. It's Money Matters USA. Fred Sade is founder and managing director of the firm of the same name, a fiduciary, years in the financial industry, holding a Ph.D. in economics from Duke University. We've got some good things to I mean, really uh, simple steps, maybe not easily implemented, all of them, if you chose to go it alone. But these days, really would pay to look at a fiduciary professional to help you with your retirement planning. We're going to go through some of these with Fred. Uh, like this, I, you know, some people don't like the word budget, but nonetheless, <laughs> yep. uh, to revisit that household budget for the year.
0: Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Um, take a look at what your average spending has been. Uh, look at um, what's your stable source of income, Uh, see how flexible or inflexible you might be. Uh, you may have fixed expenses that are completely and totally inflexible, and you have to be able to meet those fixed expenses. In terms of your variable expenses, expenses that you can make adjustments, see what those, see what those are. So it helpful, it's helpful to commit yourself to what it is you, you want to accomplish in 2024. Uh, we know that inflation has moderated a bit, but it is still high. And, it, and it's still higher than the two percent uh, range that uh, that we've lived through for about a decade. So um, see what adjustments you have to make. See where you can make adjustments. That's where you 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 see where where your inflexible, committed expenses are right now, and and then see what your see how flexible. Uh, you can be. That, that's vitally important. And that's going to also impact uh, your sources uh, of income. How much of your income sources are fixed to meet those fixed expenses and how much are, of your income is variable. And um, there's always volatility uh, in the equity markets. So how much of your um, expenses are directly tied to your ability to draw money from your portfolio.
2: I know that I'm, I will make, again, the same resolution I do uh, every year, and that's to try to shop smarter, find ways, uh, things that I can cut out of my budget. And I do have a budget, uh, but I, I break it with shopping mostly. <laughs> yeah. I just I say, always say it. I'm going to just go get all the groceries for a week, and I still end up having to go to the store a few times during you the know,
0: week. You <clears throat> know, recently I was in the, check, in the checkout line, at Walmart, not the self-service, the regular checkout mm-hmm. one, because the checker wasn't that busy. And they have all this stuff for you to grab, you know, impulse oh, yeah. stuff. So I, I did, I did some quick math. I mean, you could spend twenty, twenty-five bucks. Sure could. If you grabbed everything, you know, on both sides with both your
2: right hand or and just, your left hand. I mean, for that matter, just a couple of things.
0: Yeah. Oh, everything, everything, you know, adds up and and prices are always sticky, you know, on on the way down. Uh, They go up very fast. Yeah. But coming down, it's it's really it's really slow. And, um, you know, or do they come down? (laughs) Well, they may come down, you know, a little a little bit. But not uh, not enough, you know. So so as you would notice, you know that uh, that it's made a, an enormous uh, yeah. an enormous difference uh, for you, or well, for anybody. I mean, who who goes to the store buys gasoline, uh, you know you you really you really feel it. Uh, prescription drugs. I mean, these are these are things that are pretty pretty essential. They and, are. And, and, they are. Yeah. And so it's I mean you really you really have to wonder if the Federal Reserve can get back to two percent that's two percent inflation rate. and um you know there are there are divided opinions you know about about that and i I've been collecting uh information on on both pro and con and i'm I'm up to about uh, eight pages. Uh, not counting the uh, internet links uh, on either side of that, uh, that argument. And so uh, I, in the camp of, I think inflation is going to be a bit sticky. It's not going to come down uh, readily Hmm. or as readily as the fed might, uh, you know, might hope. um, So I'm, I have a concern because um, foreigners are not buying a lot of our treasuries. And, um, that means it's it's the banking institutions, the wealth management, and wealthy individuals in the United States who have to buy it, because foreigners are not eager to buy our debt. Hmm. And that that's that that's a, that's an important issue, because of the size of the debt.
2: Oh, and, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Um, actually we'll get to that and well let's let's jump into that now because that's another resolution we should all make is to not go in debt like the government does. <laughs> yeah. and, and and take care of the debt that we have.
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think you have to look at look at your debt and, and and start and start thinking about how you know how will you how will you pay it how will you pay it off. And um, in financial planning, uh, there's there's two ways to look at death. One one is the avalanche method, and the other is the snowball method. In the snowball method, you you start with the smallest debts, Mm -hmm. and you pay those off, and and then gradually you get to your larger debts— and the avalanche method is the reverse of that, and you start with your biggest debts, the ones that have the highest rate of interest. You you pay those off, whether in a lump sum or over time, and then you 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 go down downstream and and you liquidate your uh, smaller debt. Which
2: do you prefer? Uh,
0: I'm I'm in I'm in favor of the. Um, you know, of, of the avalanche method because mm-hmm. I, I think the higher the interest rate it is where to attack first. seems to and, be uh, yeah yeah because, because that can cause you and will cause you the most you know the most the most harm. and uh, if you have credit card debt, now you really want to talk to the credit card company and see what you can negotiate out. Uh, with them uh, to freeze your credit line and reduce the interest rate. And if they won't cooperate with you, you know, there are a lot of debt management companies. Many of them are not for profit. There are some good ones that are for profit, but mainly they're not for profit. And, uh, you know, they negotiate uh, with, uh, with your um, uh, debt holders. And to to get to, to get to an amount over time that is going to be paid out, and some of them have legal counseling services legal to defend you, if um, uh, you know if if a um, uh, lender or a credit card company won't accept won't accept your your offer, you know and they want to sue you, uh, and so you you get uh, legal defense uh, as, as well as part of that package. But I think that's really, it's really imperative to just get a handle uh, on debt. Uh, and that, that's really the starting point, because until you, get, until you can get your arms around that, it's very hard to deal with, with anything uh, else. And, um, you know, there's, you know, the, people in the 30s, 40s, you know, had a different attitude toward debt. I mean, basically it was uh, not don't buy anything on time. Uh, if if you can pay for it in cash, you pay you bought it. If you couldn't pay for it, you didn't uh, buy it on time. You didn't do a layaway. Not a
2: bad way to be.
0: <laughs> no, not 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 at all. But you you kept the debt under control. Uh, now, um, if let's say you get an inheritance, you get a you get a raise, you get a bonus. Don't use that to increase your standard of living. Save it. Get rid or save it. Uh, if you can't save all of it, save some of it, pay down uh, debt. And uh, I, we've already talked about negotiating, consolidating debt. Uh, that's, that's an important step uh, where, where um, a lender is intractable and won't agree and, and wants to keep the interest rate up. Um, you know, that, that's really where you need, where you need help um you know we engage in, in as a retirement uh, income planner we engage in debt reduction strategies uh, and sometimes we will send out to people uh in who provide um that's all that they do is is work with people on on budgeting and and debt reduction we do a lot of it but but that's not the only thing that we do. So if necessary, if somebody has really intractable problems, somebody with 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 worth of credit card debt and so on, we want to send them out to somebody who can work with them uh, to, to get that down or to go to a, uh, an agency uh, to help them uh, with that. Because that, that's totally unmanageable. It just drives your, It just drives your life. Looking
2: at things we need to consider in 2024 to to have the strongest retirement that we can have. With Fred, Sade, wherever you are, you can schedule a consultation with Fred, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. Well, especially if we're repro- approaching retirement, how should we look at our asset allocation and maybe what changes should we consider?
0: Well, you know, you should... You, because it, this uh, there's been so much volatility uh, in the marketplace, you really should uh, go through n- uh, not only the asset allocation, but take a step back. If you if you haven't had uh, risk tolerance and risk a risk capacity uh, through a psychometric program, that's that's that would be helpful to do that. So then you can see. Once you know what that is, you can then see whether or not the asset allocation is appropriate uh, for you. Uh, because of the volatility and the distortions that are in the market, uh, the odds are that your asset allocation will not be uh, in uh, alignment uh, right now. And also, depending on your on your age, uh, your goals, uh, it's it's important then to to look at whether or not you're you're where you should be at at that at that point. and if if your saving is primarily uh, through an investing in a um, employer provided plan, you that also needs to be looked at because you're probably very heavily in target date funds. And target date funds move from equities to, to bonds uh, as you age. So you have to see how is that appropriate uh, for, for, what you, for what you want. And let's, let's be realistic here. Uh, employer plans are defined contribution plans. And, you know, at, at the end of the rainbow, when you stop working, you get a check, but you don't get an income. It, you know, years ago when uh, pensions were more prevalent than they are now, uh, you got you got you didn't get a lump sum, but you did get you could get income combined with social security, maybe some other assets that would take you right through, right through retirement. Uh, now it's it's different. You have a lot of responsibility uh, here to to create your uh, retirement income. Now whether you have enough fixed income. Uh, from different sources to carry you through, uh, based on your spending pattern, and what your needs, are, what your goals, what your aspirations are. Those are the things that need to be uh, worked out. So, uh, whether or not the allocations are right, whether or not you need to rebalance or, or not rebalance, uh, you know, those those are important decisions that that need to be made. And you know, your you know you have to decide on on uh, what risks are you going to protect yourself against? And there are different definitions of risk, but the important thing is that volatility and risk are not the same thing. You're always going to have volatility in the market, but risk has other characteristics. And one of the things that you need to think about, uh, risk is what's the risk of you not having the retirement that you've been working and saving. Toward. That that is a that is a major risk, and therefore you have to have control over your money, and know what you, it is you want your money to do for you. And that's th- these are important considerations, and unfortunately, uh, this isn't addressed often uh, enough. And decide what risks uh, are risks that you just you know can't control. Uh, These are risks that cannot be uh, gotten rid of. Longevity is a risk that's uh, idiosyncratic. It's non-diversifiable. There are other risks that are similar uh, to that. So, I mean, you really have to work with with the longevity uh, issue because it's going to drive a lot of the decision-making that needs to be made. And people don't take longevity seriously. Uh, Enough, or on the other hand, they think they're going to lift 150 or 200, which is which is kind of silly uh, to to plan on that basis. I mean, um, even if we take the highest quartile on Social Security, which is males 83 and women 85 and a half, uh, you actually you you may you may beat that in in any case. So uh, you know, then it becomes a question of. You know, how long do your assets have to last? How long do your income sources have to last? All of these are, um, you know, vitally important. And when you're doing that, you're, you're also looking at the longevity issue. So there are only two things that you can do with money, believe it or not. You can spend it or you can leave it to your heirs. There's no third option spend it or leave it to your ass. That's it. There's nothing else you can you can do. And that really gets us into the estate planning area. Estate planning is part of part of retirement uh, planning uh, today. And and at the very least, you need an updated will, power of attorney, uh, uh, durable power of attorney, uh, both for uh, your finances and, and for for health, uh, living will, uh, health care proxy, uh, you know, and at least at least some basic documents, uh, and you might it might be appropriate uh, for some people uh, to to have a uh, revocable living trust, uh, not be, not for tax reasons, but for uh, estate settlement reasons, and fund it, move assets into it so you can avoid probate uh, with it, and the assets will pass, and the other and whatever your other assets are, they'll pass by contract. And not by uh, will or or by your uh, estate. Uh, if you haven't done estate planning in, the last, in in you know three four five years, or the last time you did it was with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it's time to take a good hard look right now because uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act expires at the end of twenty twenty five. That's not a long time uh, to to make uh, to make changes. So. Uh, it's th- These are important things for you uh, to do. And, and people tend to avoid dealing with, with that, with life insurance, and, and, you know, because we, we, in Western culture, Western culture denies the reality of death. Uh, I mean, we, we, we just don't want to think about it. We don't want to plan about it. We, we, we deny the existence uh, of death and and uh, even though uh, it it is an absolute reality, we just don't want to address the things that are that are necessary uh, for us. And um, you know, and it, it's not a matter of saying, "Well, you you should do it. it." It's these are these are imperatives. No no plan is complete uh, without doing that. Look look at your old policies. Uh, see if they are uh, appropriate, see how you might want to use them. Are they going to be an asset that's going to be used to support a spouse? Uh, There's going to be assets left to children or grandchildren. Um, If the policies are going to be used for income, uh, they might be appropriate. They may not be. Um, Annuities are older annuities pre-1992 annuities are usually uh, have better payout factors than more recent annuities. So if you have an old annuity, you might want to hang on to it uh, because the payouts can be as much as 40% higher than than an annuity bought today uh, because of the increased longevity. And so the payout is smaller because it's going to cover a longer number of years. So, um, You know these are look at look at your uh, healthcare, how you're going to pay for it. Um, Should you have a way to pay for long-term care or some of the uh, issues that arise, such as uh, you know dementia? I mean, let's face it: somebody who's uh, 90 years of age is not is not in the same mental or physical shape as they were at age 30. So. You you can think you're as sharp as a tack, but you know if you think about it honestly, you're not, uh, and and there always is deterioration. So. I mean, those are the key things that I would uh, talk about. Do you want do you have anything else you want me to cover?
2: Actually, we've got uh, still in the second segment. Uh, we can cover a, a lot. We're going to cover a lot, actually, with some of the most important questions to ask in retirement. Brad's going to have the answers to those. He can have the answers to your questions too. If you schedule with him, we'll find out more about that coming up. And more of Money Matters USA. Earthquakes,
0: tornadoes, and fire.
2: These are serious situations that we plan in advance for. The volatility of the market can be just as devastating. Get a plan meant to last, properly balanced, fully customized. That way, when a market correction does occur, you'll be ready. Call Fred Sade at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188 want to invite you to visit the website MoneyMattersUSA.net. There's a lot there. By the way, this is podcast number 124. So the other 123, uh, you get the link to that at MoneyMattersUSA.net. I mean, that's wherever you download your podcast. You can scroll through the menu, listen on demand, read a little write-up on each of the podcast, Subject Matters. That's at MoneyMattersUSA.net. Absolutely click that red light program. Learn about the red light on the dashboard program Fred offers designed to help make sure that you, as the theme of our opening segment of the show, uh, shore up your retirement, get through your retirement, and certainly not run out of money in your retirement. You know, when you meet with Fred, not only will you have questions for him, but there's some things that, some questions you may not even know to ask. And Fred will ask those of you when you meet. We're going to cover some important retirement questions here. And this is a biggie, Fred. This is a real biggie. When do you want to retire?
0: Yeah, that, that is absolutely, you're right, that's absolutely uh, essential. And there are studies that have been done, the research has been done, on when you ask people and they give you you know different age ranges and people who say uh, the, the, first of all, the, the, the most prevalent retirement age in the United States right now is about 62 and a half 63 mm-hmm. uh, it's up uh, about ha- about half a, about half a year now since the pandemic um, so when you ask people if, when are're going to retire if they say between 58 and 62, the research shows it's about sixty. If they say sixty two to sixty five it's about sixty three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And if they say sixty six and seventy, that, that gets pretty close. It's usually about sixty seven, sixty eight. So they're
2: a little optimistic at first, right? Is
0: yeah, they sense? they are. you you people usually retire for health reasons or they have to take care of of a family member or because their skills, their skills erode. And and we and sometimes, you know, it it could also be because they lose interest in in what they're what they're doing or maybe the business is going in a completely different direction and they don't want to spend the money to retrain these people when they can hire people straight out of out of school. Uh, you know, who can who can do that, uh, who can do that uh, job. So mm-hmm. knowing when you want to retire is important, is vitally important, actually. Mm-hmm. And because it also gets into the issue of longevity, how many years do you have to plan for your assets and income to last? It's going to be 25 years, 27, 30, 35, 40 years, who knows. Uh, so I mean, the, the a longevity analysis uh, is very helpful. And then, and then you can uh, see what the impact is, see how long your, your income, your assets are going to last, and see what might be necessary. You know, maybe, maybe you have to work longer. Uh, forget about retiring at 58, because you don't have enough assets. The single most important thing you can do is work is work longer. Uh, it's more important than investing, right? because that's going to give you fresh money mm-hmm. to, to, to throw in uh, to, uh, to the investment cycle. So I, I, that's that's the that's an essential uh, question. That's question number one because because there are a number of other things that flow uh, from that from that question. And um, you know the, the next thing is um, what do you, what are your retirement what are you what do you, if you know what your retirement goals are, but if you don't know what they are, then you have to figure that out because you need to know what you want your money. Uh, to do for you. So now th- this then gets into the question, you know of what's my number? How much money ha- do you have for retirement? and what's my number is a very, very dangerous uh, idea. and I know that people have it and they think that it is uh, it- it's 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 the thing that you want to target, but it's not. it's very dangerous. look, um, let's say for the sake of argument, and I'm gonna make this very simple. Let's say your goal is, million Mm dollars you gotta have it need it want it gotta have it can't live without it okay you're like you're like a seven-year-old who's got to have that chocolate bar (laughs) gotta have it right (laughs) all right so what happens what happens when the market is highly volatile and your portfolio goes down to a million or eight hundred thousand what then do you? What do you do with your lifestyle if you're totally dependent on that market? Because if we're going to pull money out for for income, then when the market rebounds, you you run the risk of not having enough money. It's to almost get the
2: benefit. It's like you. Let's say you have a job where. One year you make this amount, but then you never know. The next year you may make a lot less. And and you don't want to right. have to – and you'd have to adjust your lifestyle then if that were the case. You don't want to have to do that in retirement. How do you build in more steady, dependable
0: well, income? Well, you, 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 when you're looking at the amount – when you're looking at the income that you need to meet inflexible expenses that are fixed, they're inflexible, you cannot alter those expenses – you need to be able to have a steady and reliable and guaranteed source of income. You have one called Social Security, and you need another another one that will allow you to pensionize part of your income and you know we used to use a word that people don't like, but they like the benefit of it and, and that is to pool risk with other people. And product wise, that's called an, an annuity. Mm-hmm. But Social Security is an annuity. Pensions are an annuity. Uh, it's really a risk pooling approach. You are taking this is an area, this is the one place that you can take uh, your longevity risk, and you can pay a, a, an institution, pay an insurance company that's in that risk transfer business to offload that risk onto them, and they will guarantee you that they will pay you an income that you cannot outlive. So if you, if you think about it, um, there, are, there, are a number, there are a number of ways to think about this. And if I can, um, I, I, years ago, we haven't, I haven't talked much about Paul Samuelson for a number of years, but he won The Economist. He won a Nobel Prize. Uh, for showing that whether the market is up or down on any given day uh, is uh, is purely uh, at, is purely chance and uh, he did t- he had his graduate students do 10,000 uh, coin flips they, they use colored dye uh, and showed that in only four occasions was it sequential two three or four uh, same color dye well let's say we take the same approach okay uh, in which we, Let's let's say your average life expectancy for a male in good health and and um, takes care of themselves and so on, and let's say that we have let's say it's age eighty five. So we have eight rows that have ten colored dye. So let's um I like uh, navy blue. So I'm gonna have the dye co- uh, eight rows of ten dye in, uh, that are. Navy blue, and I will have one row with with five die that are navy blue, and that represents your light, your longevity. Okay. Mm-hmm. So next step is make believe we're making bets. We're we're on the casino floor now in Las Vegas, and we have a, we have we have money in our in our hands. Okay, and we have to make bets. So what do I do? Do I want to make bets on, on all eight rows and the ninth row, the five years? Do I want to put all my money on year five? Do I want to spread it out some way? How do I do that? How, how do I allocate my money? So the insurance company takes that risk from you and, and you have offloaded, you're paying them a small amount and you have offloaded that risk onto them, and in return for that amount, uh, the, the pure cost of of insurance, they've agreed to pool your risk with other like minded individuals, and they will pay you income. So now you don't have to worry about where you're going to place your bets. The insurance company is going to handle that. They're in they're in the bet offloading business. They're they're your bookie if you like, mm-hmm. and they will handle it. They will handle it for you. So that is. That, uh, that helps you uh, because if you're so worried about that number, now you don't have to worry about the number. So let's say your portfolio goes down to 900,000 from the million three. That's very possible because we get drawdowns every two and a half years and we get corrections every five. What we have seen on this year is that we've had rolling rolling drawdowns and we've had some corrections. So this is this is what makes this very hard to game this so therefore offloading and and it makes sense which is why annuity sales are are you know very high if you look at the the Limber Life Insurance Marketing Research Association uh, or some of the other um, organizations that service the insurance industry you see that annuity sales are are way up there are record record proportions and and this is this is just the this you know for the reasons that I've just outlined it takes the risk right off the table
2: well uh, a lot of things in in retirement involve numbers numbers like your age when you retire how much you need to retire what kind of income you need to build in how about this number how long will you plan to be retired uh and do do most people underestimate
0: that oh absolutely absolutely most people underestimate their longevity first of all for five to nine years uh, that's what the research shows us so you can't ask somebody how long you think you're going to live because you're they're going to give you an answer that that's totally irrelevant i mean it's based on how long uh somebody in their family lived or what have you none of that i mean it's yeah it's a factor but it's not the driving factor mm-hmm. Uh, anymore, so you know, once you do the longevity analysis, you know, and then you see how long their assets and their income is going to last, then we we see what else we uh, we need to do. But uh, average retirement, somebody retires at age sixty-five. I mean, twenty years uh, for somebody who has uh, you know significant number of assets. Lift age eighty-five is is very much in the you know in the in the cards. Um, you know, I don't want to point to warren buffett uh, at his age or charlie munger at 99 i mean those are extraordinary actually he just
2: uh, passed away didn't
0: he yeah he, he just did uh or um oh one of the hollywood personalities just died lived to age 101 uh, uh norman lear yeah right
2: how much did we uh, enjoy the shows he served uh, up
0: yes yes yeah but th- those are extraordinary cases of longevity and I, I'm always amused by you know they will have uh, some woman who's a hundred years old and you know they ask what what do you do and so you get one answer you get somebody who's ninety eight what do you well you know I have a fifth of yeah you know, I have a fifth of bourbon every day it doesn't bother me <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah you get uh,
0: different answers you uh, do um, you do so uh. but uh, yeah but you know I I think you know I I think twenty years is a minimum. Uh, try to get, try to get, uh, you know, a higher, a higher number. The, the, the one mistake that, you know, you're going to find on a lot of these calculators is, um, you know, setting everybody at age 90. That doesn't, that makes absolutely no sense. For married couple, uh, one couple, one, uh, spouse could very much live to, to age 90 or beyond. Single individual, not as likely, uh, married couples, uh, tend to live longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, single people t- t- don't have, uh, as, as, um, as, as, as uh, robust, uh, life, uh, life expectancy. Um, I think taxes is, is another area that's really important. Um, uh, uh, people don't pay enough attention to taxes. They pay a lot of attention to fees uh, because they, you know, they see the fees coming out, uh, or maybe they don't, but they think about fees. Uh, that's in the newspaper. It's on uh, the, the media. But taxes are much more complicated. You know, and uh, and and we we uh, taxes are an important part of um, retirement uh, planning, retirement income planning, and we use a methodology uh, that's very specific to that. We we use the effective marginal rates because the tax code actually changes after age sixty five. Standard deduction increases, and um, then the effective marginal rates stacking income. On top, on top of it, and, and uh, looking, looking at the uh, at the brackets, and how you manage with with within those uh, brackets and the effect of marginal rates, it's a completely different way of looking at taxes in retirement uh, than you would uh, pre pre retirement, and and taxes need to be managed, especially if uh, the bulk of your money is coming from uh, tax deferreds. and it's important to understand that these are not these are not, um, you know, deferred in the classic sense of it. it, it you, you, you're you just, you know, you're just waiting to to pay this this money. The, the uh, And you don't know what the tax rate is going to be. So you're going to be in a higher bracket in retirement than you were in your working years. Well, all your money or or 98 or 99% of it is in, is in money that has never been taxed you can bet that uh, that your tax rate is likely to be higher and this you know comes back to these people who who play what's my number and have a miserable retirement because they're, they're, they 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 want to make sure that they keep that you know 1.3 million uh, at all costs so they they underspend in retirement and their retirement is just miserable and they don't enjoy anything so they, these are these are important really important uh considerations and um the other, th- other thing that i'd point out is social security and and i could i could talk for the next three hours about social security but i will say that um there are seven different Social Security calculators uh, provided by the United States government and the Social Security Administration, and every calculator will give you a different number. So you cannot you, you cannot rely on on a calculator provided by the Social Security Administration because you're going to get differing numbers depending upon which website you go to. The other thing is uh, Social Security. Social Security office, these people are trained in a particular way. They can't give you advice. Don't ask them for advice. Don't rely on them uh, for advice. They're they're not necessarily conversant uh, with all the strategies. And and widows, that's a real problem. and it would take too long to explain why there's a major problem with uh, with uh, the way pe- the Social Security people are trained to work with widows. But widows get uh, get terrible advice from the Social Security Administration, and they receive less money unless unless you're working with a planner who really knows Social Security and how to do this, um, and is 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 willing to work with you and Social Security when you go down to claim you're going to have you are likely to have some problems i haven't had a single widow who hasn't had a problem with with social security and, and proper uh and proper planning
2: well there's a lot of questions that you'll have and uh, and then there's a lot that fred will cover with you not enough time to get to everything here in fact when chrissy was doing the research for this um segment she actually just for kicks googled retirement questions and Literally got hundreds of thousands. (laughs) So, uh, you know, we had to... Pick through uh, the important ones. I mean, sequence of returns, uh, Fred, will talk to you about. And the the biggest thing to ask yourself is, have I discussed this with a financial professional? It's just uh, it's a little more difficult, a little more falls on us with retirement now. The great thing is you don't have to go it alone. You can reach out to Fred, say 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. You can also visit, and you should visit, the website moneymattersusa.net moneymattersusa.net well here we are in the holiday season fred uh wrapping up 2023 we're actually recording this on the the 11th day of december and it'll drop on friday uh december 15th so you know getting there getting down to those shopping days uh always enjoy the information you stay on top of it you will continue to in 2024 we hope you continue to stay with us on the podcast Money Matters USA.